everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at Convos, C-W-S, that's Convos, C-W-S, at gmail.com. Um, today we have special guest, uh, Patrice Harding. And she is an author and founder of A Woman with a Vision. So everybody, let's welcome Patrice to the podcast. Hi. So today, uh, Patrice is going to be sharing some thoughts and experience, experiences on how uh, women and men can successfully navigate the challenges of being unpartnered. So um, let me tell you a little bit about Patrice. She is she just comes with so much amazing experience. Uh, and, and I do need to add a caveat here that she is my favorite niece. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a first time author and founder of A Woman With A Vision. Um, she's had many, many situations growing up that have affected her and kind of given her direction into being able to understand other people's depression, heartache, uh, disappointment. And as she continued to grow into this beautiful, amazing woman of strength, those experiences became the foundation for um, this vision that she has. And so now she's um, touching hearts and changing lives through her work and her ministry. And I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about the rest. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It's so nice to be able to have a conversation with you um, on your podcast. This is amazing. Um, so, of course, hello, everyone. My name is Patrice again. And um, a woman with a vision really came the Lord gave me the vision really in a time where I didn't even know what it meant. Mm -hmm. He gave me the name and um, I thought it was just for like women empowerment. You know, mm -hmm. I would just be speaking to women about little things. But then um, as I became more surrendered and um, devoted to him in my relationship and in my walk, in my faith, he started to reveal uh, that it was really about the things that I went through in my childhood. Um, and as you mentioned, the depression and many other things that I've went through. So A Woman With A Vision um, is a women's ministry to provide tools, teachings, and encouragement for women as they journey through faith and healing. That's a pretty uh, amazing undertaking. And, you know, I am really encouraged by the young people that are in my life because young people are doing amazing things. And a lot of times we say, well, you know, we need to get young people involved and engaged. Well, okay, folks, here's another example of a young person out there doing big, big things. So uh, for our listeners, you are you do identify as a Christian yes. and um, you do have a relationship with God and that's where your work comes from. So I just want the listeners to uh, be aware of that. So tell us about the point from where you got the idea to when you first started doing something with this concept of a woman with a vision. Okay. So um, I first got the idea in 2018 when um, the Lord gave us a friend and I a vision to do a women's conference. Um, 
But I feel like the women's conference that we had, it, it was to empower women um, in their singleness and, and to learn their purpose and things. But I feel like it shifted after the conference when the Lord started to deal with me and my singleness. Mm-hmm. And so it kicked off when I did a single season challenge in 2019. Mm-hmm. It was a six week challenge. And um, he I just did videos every Sunday for six weeks. And I literally provided devotions daily. Mm-hmm. For single women and men um, To go through Just to encourage them In their singleness But as I was doing The challenge It wasn't just for the people It was for me <laughs> <laughs> Wow I was like Oh my goodness So the Lord just showed me A lot of things about myself And a lot of my uh, Broken pieces That I had not dealt with So let's Let's Backtrack a little bit For our listeners Who may not Be uh, Familiar with the term Singleness Um how what is how do you define that in your work okay so for me singleness is really one becoming one with god mm-hmm. becoming one in your relationship with him learning who he is um learning his character and then learning how he sees you to mm-hmm. me that singleness and also challenging yourself to really see you deal with you and live with you because that's not something we like we <laughs> boy that that I almost said ouch <laughs> Because dealing with ourselves is is difficult at any level. And when you just talk about stages of life, um, you know, being a young person, um, being a young adult, um, being a empty nester, being an older person, you have all these different shifts in your life. And understanding yourself is a place that I feel like many of us fall short. So you you had this um, vision for singleness. Now, even though your ministry is geared towards women, a lot of what you do, like the singleness challenge, also includes men or is appropriate for men. It's appropriate for men. Yes. So I typically speak to women, but I've heard men talk to me and tell me that they can resonate with a lot of the things that I share. So, okay. So how did the how did the book um, come about? So a single journey with Christ is my my first and not only book. <laughs> oh, you have more than one. Um, okay, you'll have to tell um, us about all of more them. More to come. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it came about. Um, in a season where I was going through much grief um, and learning my identity. So it's a devotional um, for singles and really honestly not for singles. Um, but I wrote it for singles just to encourage them in in the things that they um or challenged with in their singleness and what they battle with in their singleness. So I talk a lot about um um the temptations that we go through Mm -hmm. are learning our identity in Christ, our purpose, um, creating boundaries for ourselves and others. And I also just talk about growing in a relationship with the Lord because Mm -hmm. that's the foundation of the singleness journey. Okay. And, um, your book is available. So it's available on my website, www.awomanwiththevision.com and also Amazon. Okay. And we'll also have links uh, up um, on our website as well so that uh, people can take advantage of uh, getting the book if they want to so this this journey of singleness is kind of if I hear it correctly twofold it's relationship with yourself and relationship with God um, for people who don't have a 
particular faith that they subscribe to or they don't go to church or they may be of another faith. Um, how would you speak to those people? Um, I would minister the gospel mm -hmm. first because even though I know that they have, they believe in something else or um, they, they may not believe at all. My belief is that without Christ, it's really hard. I'm mm -hmm. just going to be honest to journey through life and the things that I've been through. Um, but I would just encourage them to um, learn who they are. Mm -hmm. Learn who they are. Um, but the foundation of that is in Christ. So it would be really hard for me okay. <laughs> to, to talk without incorporating the gospel or Jesus Christ. Um, but I would really just encourage them to learn who they are and spend some time with themselves. Because I feel like sometimes we can see singleness as an opportunity to be available in dating and, and, and just trying to look for the next relationship. But really, there's so much to do. There's so mm -hmm. much to do, so much to learn, um, so much to grow from in our singleness. So I would just encourage learning who you are, digging deep into some things that you haven't healed from or dealt with, mm -hmm. um, and just enjoying life. Yeah, and I, I think self-love, um, can be really hard and for some people who have either experienced you know um, some kind of hurt in their um, in their spiritual journey or just don't have a spiritual direction or just like you say believe something else um, it can be it can be hard to navigate um, some areas of life and I think what you said just really resonates with me because if we can look internally and start to really deal with some things internally that's just going to help us a whole lot it's just going to help tremendously and this journey isn't about necessarily and you can correct me if I'm wrong it's not necessarily about proving anything it's 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 about it sounds like it's about a lot of self-love a lot of self-reflection okay mm -hmm. yeah that's really important and I'm I'm just like you know how many of us when single or in situationships or in those complicated circumstances how many of us turn inward to reflect I mean it's really easy to say well the reason I'm single is this or the reason I'm here is that but there's always two pieces of that because there's two people involved in theory um, for a relationship with two people. So um, just taking that moment to reflect can really reveal some things to you that, that you may not have considered before. So what do you think are one of the big things that people struggle with in terms of, of singleness? So for me personally, I always like to speak from my experiences. Um, being a single woman, I've struggled with uh, my faith, believing in Christ or doubting him financially. Mm. Um, whew, going from being in a relationship, because my last relationship, I, have to, I actually lived with my ex. So there okay. was that two income household. Mm -hmm. And so going from that to that one income household was really something for me um and then I also 
battled heavily with sexual temptation mm-hmm. and I know that there's something that I've even had conversations with uh, with friends and other people and that's mm-hmm. a huge one um, just with when you come from a relationship where you are sexually active and then now you're single mm-hmm. and you're on this faith journey and um, <laughs> you're trying to live a life of purity that doesn't even really stem from the sexual act but purity at heart it mm-hmm, starts with mm-hmm. that and learning that but um that has been a huge battle for me in my singleness um abstaining from sex um even even other things mm-hmm. um and then also my identity i've battled a lot with low self-esteem and uh, learning my voice and mm-hmm. comparing myself to others and mm-hmm. things like that so these are things that i've had to deal with in my singleness um that has been really at first really difficult because it's not something that we really dive into or pay attention to when we're in relation in relationships Mm -hmm. and i think the messaging that we get from television shows and songs and music is that if you're not partnered and you're not sexually active and you're not um, f- fulfilling these roles um, and, and and sex is just one of them um, if we're not filling all the roles all the time and I think this is especially true the messaging that comes from women because we're mothers and we're often tasked with multiple roles men are too mm-hmm. but um, it, it just seems like if, if you're not fulfilling all those roles then somehow the perspective is you're defective you get the messaging that there must be something wrong with you if you're at this age and don't have kids. There must be something wrong with you if you're at this age and you're not married or you've been married more than one time. Uncomfortability if you're not going along with the majority of society. So if you don't dress, if you don't wear really provocative clothing or high heels or a lot of makeup, and again, not downing anybody that does but if you don't fulfill every role that's what I'm trying to say like if you don't meet every mark then somehow the messaging you get is that you're defective and if you're single you could really start questioning yourself like okay well the reason I don't have somebody is because I don't wear the right style of clothes or I don't wear enough makeup or wear too much makeup or um my clothes are not revealing enough or they're too revealing you know and you start questioning every single thing because the messaging you get is so um negative towards you as an individual and I think you know we don't talk about this a lot I think men struggle with the same thing I think a man that chooses to have a reserved or conservative lifestyle uh, maybe he is out of a relationship and he doesn't want to have sexual relationship with someone else until he gets married that man is almost characterized as somebody who is not a man because he makes that choice and and the most important thing is that these choices we make are choices we make as individuals so there's not a right and a wrong and so i'm not um saying that people have to be one way or another but people who make these choices and we're talking about real life here when you make those choices that this is what's right for you, um, you you get so much of that negativity thrown at you. I can see how you could have low self-esteem and questioning yourself and 
those types of things absolutely that's so good because i actually was on the phone last night with a family member and he said you know when i see you i want to i want to talk about your boyfriend and i said well i'm i don't have a boyfriend right now i'm actually not interested in being in a relationship i'm just enjoying my singleness and he said oh now you gonna be 40 and you know have cats and all of this kind of stuff and so it's it's really like like you said that um pressure from culture and from people and from family trying to tell you how you should live and how things mm-hmm. should be if not something's wrong with you um that's where that whole knowing who you are comes in like Come that's why it's so important to know who you are and and what you want is what you want that mm-hmm. there's no extra input you know what i said is what i said it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's what i want like you have to know how to stand on that otherwise people will be able to shift you from the yes. left into the right and so that's so huge, even for men and women in that whole, um, if men choose not to have sexual relations until he's married, I, ooh, so much judgment with that. Like, mm, is he right. this? Is he right, that? Right, right, right. No, he's not. He. This is just a lifestyle that he, it's healthy for him. Right. You have to think about health mentally, right. spiritually. And, and why do we have to judge others? I mean, <clears throat> a Christian or not, no matter yeah. what your faith system is, yeah. Why do we have to project that onto other people, especially if we don't know what they what their faith system is? Like if I walk up to you on the street, I don't know what you believe. So for me to um, push my judgment about what I think about life onto you is is problematic at best. And we should just have a general respect for people and their choices, regardless of it's a choice with their faith or not or faith based whether you uh like orange or green you know we should respect that and i think in this in this push especially american culture if you're not with the majority of what people are doing somehow you're seen as an outlier or strange or different which adds to those issues that you just talked about of confidence and um questioning and then i would imagine for those starting the process of learning who they are in their singleness you haven't quite built the comfortableness there so now the loneliness may kick in and now you have all this uh, assumption presumption that you're different or you're strange or you're odd because you're you're on a different path than everyone else and i think that's really that's that's really problematic and we we should try to refrain from doing that to people um live your life the way you feel you should live your life but if you make choices that are good for your mental health good for your physical health then that should be respected by your family members and your friends absolutely so you know there's something else that i find um interesting in your conversation i haven't heard you say that being single means you need to be praying for a spouse Mm. (laughs) can you talk about that a little i haven't heard you say that yet i was kind of waiting for you to say yeah because so many times especially for those of us that identify as christian Mm -hmm. the single season is the season to prepare yourself for a spouse um i have thoughts about that but I want to I want to hear your perspective. Yeah. You know, that used to be my belief until time, time over time and just 
um, spending time with myself, I learned that that's not a thing. You know, of course we can spend this time to work on ourselves for us. And if a husband comes, if that's the Lord's will, he's coming. But here's the thing. This is what I've been telling people. I don't have to beg God for something that's already in his will. I've said a prayer or two Mm -hmm. or three about, you know, what I desire, but he knows what's best for me. Okay. So I don't feel like I have to stay up day and night begging the Lord for his will. It's his will. It's his Mm -hmm. plan. So whenever his plan is, whatever the time frame, the whatever, the appointed time is going to happen then. So all I'm focusing on in my singleness is enjoying my life. Okay. Learning who Patrice is (laughs) and, and just... Listen, he he's going to find me whenever the Lord wants him to find me. But I don't want to be found not having anything to talk about because Ooh. I haven't been enjoying my life. I don't want to <laughs> be found, you know, just still depressed and broken mm-hmm. and all of these things because I haven't done anything in my singleness. Wow. And, and OK, so that just hit me like a ton of bricks. So and I'm again, I'm not challenging or questioning um, what people do or, or what leaders do. Yeah. But the whole concept of your singleness is solely dedicated to preparing yourself for a spouse. What you just said is, you know, if you spending so much time preparing for a spouse, you still haven't worked on anything within you and you still gonna have the same issues and problems. So being single doesn't mean that you're you're only single until the next relationship. It means that hey, you know what, here's some time and some space for you to work on what you need to work on with with confidence. Because you don't have another person telling you how you should or shouldn't do things. And and for those of us that have carried hurt all of our lives, um, especially Gen Xers, you know, we were the generation that was, oh, you fell off the skateboard, busted your head, brush it off, keep going. Keep going, brush it off. You, you all right? You fine? And even as we internalize that, as as young people, we become adults, and we don't know how to show we're hurting. We don't know how. We don't even know how to say we're hurting. It usually comes out as, you know what? I'm just finna cuss you out, cause you know what? That's it. <laughs> and often, um, you know, in mental health, we often say that children. Who don't have the vocabulary and language to really explain how they're feeling you see those as behaviors and I think as adults who have carried shame hurt been ostracized depending on what you've experienced it's so much hurt and so much pain that even as an adult you're not able to verbalize it and it comes out as behaviors and so if you're spending your time working your singleness for a spouse and you still haven't done anything for yourself and you don't know who you are you don't know what makes you tick you don't know what your problem areas are then what you said is is so true you know a, a spouse may come along but you're still kind of in the same boat so that's that's pretty powerful stuff yeah it's stuff that we should talk about more often you know because the what what we don't often talk about is we can pray for a spouse but what God cares more about is our hurt our wounds our pains our scars our heart and our soul so if he's the lover of our souls why would he send us a spouse first and not deal with the soul wounds? Ooh, 
Now that's 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 something to think. I had to hold on to the table. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> like that is that is something to think about. I, I have never heard it put that way, but that is so that that just says common sense to me. Like, wow. And you know, there's another part of this that we're not talking about from a believer's perspective is that identity crisis now I heard you speak about it a little bit earlier where you said you went from being in a relationship to being single but I think in a lot of ways women judge their goodness by their faith and their relationship and so if you're all of a sudden 20 years of marriage and divorced or 15 years with someone and not in a relationship anymore not only do you have a crisis of identity as being a woman with a man but you also have an identity crisis in your faith because for women a lot of times those things are tied together and I would say for some men depending on their background and upbringing that's very true for them too um in in a lot of Uh, a lot of ways culturally men are elevated by a spouse that works with them in ministry or is there with them and supporting them and when they lose the relationship you know not only again is it a is problematic faith-wise but it's problematic because their identity is wrapped up in a relationship and for some generations whether or not you were a whole person was judged by whether you were married or not because back in the day in the 50s and 60s if you were a young woman and you weren't married that was seen as a problem so there was a lot of weight put on marriage and and now we say being partnered but there was a lot of weight put on being in a relationship for men and women for different reasons but now Uh, When people find themselves coming to the end of a relationship, you know, how do you know who you are without that person? Because that person has become your identity. You know, I'm the wife of minister so-and-so. I'm the wife of bishop so-and-so. Or I'm the the husband of of lady so-and-so. Or I'm the, the, the husband of evangelist or prophetess, you know. And so... You know, as we're wrapped up in those identities, unraveling from that can can really be traumatic. Ooh, that's deep. And what I, and what I, the first thing I thought about was how uh, scripture talks about how when the Lord created us, He knitted us together specifically. Mm-hmm. And so when He knitted us together, when He created us, it didn't come with the title. It didn't come with "I'm the wife of" or "I'm the the first lady, the prophetess." Mm-hmm. The, bishop it came with none of that those things are just what we grow into they're responsibilities they're yes. not identities mm-hmm. that's what and that's what we have to learn and that's why it's so important and i know a lot of us have missed the opportunity of singleness because maybe we've rushed into mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. or marriage but that's why it's so important that when we have the opportunity to learn so that when we get in these situations or these marriages relationships or we we take on responsibilities we don't we don't see them as who we are but just as grace and a gift Mm -hmm. to take on um 
what God has called us to. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's so true that you can take on the identity of a relationship. I am who I am to this person. That's mm-hmm. what makes me. That's mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not what makes you because when you're apart from them, what can you do? What do you like? Mm-hmm. How does God see you? Why did he create you? These mm-hmm. types of things are so important. And that's why the foundation, when you don't have the foundation of a real relationship, I'm not talking about church. Okay, I'm come on. I'm talking about really knowing your father. Mm-hmm. Not just Lord, but a father, an intimate relationship with him. Mm-hmm. When you don't know that, when you don't have that you'll easily attach your identity to people places and things and even the things that we do in the church we get Mm -hmm. so wrapped up in these things get so wrapped up even in 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 ministry and in business and Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. we'll take that on and sometimes we need to be careful okay i see a lot of people who can who go who who just go 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 mm-hmm. they never rest they they're always planning the next thing they always have this on their mind what am i supposed to do for this person and what am i supposed to do mm-hmm. as a wife as a husband da, 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 da. right but they never sit to take the time to just live to just think to just right. rest you know and it's because you do have that low-key identity crisis. You just uh-huh. don't know that that's what that is. You know, you can't, what did I say earlier, learning how to live with yourself. Yes. Deal with yourself. Yes. When you get in that quiet place outside of these people mm-hmm. and these responsibilities, you're going crazy. Right. You're like, hold on, wait a minute. It's too <laughs> quiet in here. I'm starting right. to really hear myself and right. feel myself and, and see some things that's wrong with me. So we have to be careful to, to not take on responsibilities as identities. Yeah. They're different. That that is that is powerful. That is so powerful. And you know, when you said uh people go, go, going, you know, sometimes people are moving to avoid, you know, like what you said. If I sit down with myself, am I gonna like what I see and what I've what I've evolved into? Um, am I gonna be um okay with the with the person I am and how I treat people and how I act and you know my thought processes and I think for a lot of us um realizing that we're not perfect can be traumatic because so much is predicated on us not being out of out of line or out of order for example and I don't mean to keep harping on makeup but I think it's just a great visual if, if you make a mistake or if you have a, a flaw in your makeup, yeah. uh, something just isn't perfectly perfect, mm-hmm. um, people will go in on you. Mm. People will go in on you. And I, I read, uh, I was reading an article yesterday. Lady was in a drive-thru somewhere and the, the, the drive-thru worker told her that her makeup wasn't blended in and she had walked around like that for four hours. Now, there were probably people taking pictures of her or making fun of her. Who knows what? But the fact that it took four hours for somebody to say, you know, I don't know if you know this. Well, you know, when we think about this need to be perfect or this need to never have anything wrong, we never do anything wrong. We don't curse. We don't yell. We don't this. We don't that. Um, When we sit down with ourselves and we start to say, well, yeah. You know, in my mind, I said those things or I felt those things. It's that same negative messaging I mentioned earlier that now you're 
saying to yourself I'm defective mm-hmm. because I'm not perfect yeah. and for those of us that are Christian or identify as Christian we put a expectation on ourselves sometimes that we are perfect that we don't do anything wrong on any day at any moment because if we do then somehow that diminishes our love for God and it doesn't, it doesn't. but those are the things we pick up from society and we internalize it so when we do sit down with our thoughts we don't see anything good about ourselves we we can't we don't know how to um be balanced in our evaluation of ourselves so we avoid it yeah let me go let me move let me have three or four or five businesses because i don't have to deal with my anxiety I don't have to deal with my depression over losing my relationship or my grief. People sometimes don't realize that losing a relationship comes with grief and there is a grieving process that's very natural. Exactly. Um, a natural process that that we go through. And so all that being said, you know, the heart doing the hard work of the reflection, the healing holding yourself accountable for your standards not having it's great if other people hold you accountable if they know what your walk is but you holding you accountable is probably more powerful would you agree i definitely agree i'm all for self accountability because ultimately when you're learning yourself you learn what's best you learn your feelings your emotions and sometimes people don't get that so that can be holding you accountable from a, from their perspective that doesn't match where you're trying to go and what mm-hmm. you think about yourself. So self-accountability for me is everything. Everything. Well, well, Patrice, I am so glad that you came on today and that you talked to us again. We'll throw up some links um, on the website, um, www.lifeconvos.com. That's L-I-F-E-C-O-N-V-O-S.com. Um, where you can find more uh, out about Patrice and her book. But the takeaway here is to really enjoy this journey of singleness. This is not a punishment. It is not a a desolate place. It's a place of purpose, of positivity, of investing in yourself, just as you would if you were in any other relationship. So I want to give a shout out to all the listeners and thank you for tuning in to Convos with Anita Santiago podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, if you want to reach out to me, please hit me up at ConvosCWS at gmail.com. That's ConvosCWS at gmail.com.